Welcome in to the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I'm Eric Eager. Joining me today is the one, the only Ben Brown. Ben, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. We're uh, you know fully into action already here for Week 12 of college football. So uh, couldn't ask for anything more. I think we have like seven straight days of football action coming up. So a lot of opportunities to bet on. What what more could you ask for at this point in time? Yeah, I mean, not only we're, we're not only do we get to watch the games, we're fully in the pangs of what it means to back Bowling Green. Bowling Green, 31 and a half win underdogs. They get to the window, um, losing by 25. However, on a Jarrett Patterson long touchdown run during the run the, ga- run the game out period of time, he did not do what Nick Chubb did. He did score, and so the game lands 59. So we go one and one, minus a tenth of a unit. On those games, we did not have a pick on Akron versus Kent State, which looks like the better game, although Kent State pulling it away here um, yeah, but as you said, we have games all week, so we don't have to, to dwell on Tuesday's game. Starting with tomorrow, Wednesday, or today, Wednesday, when you're when you listen to this, um, we have you know we have three games. Um, let's let's look at the first one here. I'm going to go with Northern Illinois going on the road playing the Ball State Cardinals. Ball State is 15 point favorites. The total on the game 61 and a half. What say you, Ben? Yeah, I mean it's an interesting one. Uh, basically, we've seen uh, Nor- Ball State basically move from a nine and a half point favorite and the opening line up to 14 and a half that is pretty significant line movement um throughout the week i do think that you know the quarterbacks seem you know basically comparable in this matchup i think we have drew plitt just a little bit behind ross bowers in our pff passing grade i know from an epa perspective that kind of tells a different story story ball state has definitely been the better offensive unit overall when judged from an epa perspective so um I don't know. I would kind of lean towards Ball State, but I do think that this line movement has been a little bit exaggerated in their direction. So I know uh, Greenline has just a little bit of a small lean on Northern Illinois, not enough to actually get uh, a value bet in. But I do think that, you know, some we could kind of look for a play basically on the total at this point in time, which really looks like the only viable option. Uh, that has also moved down two points, um, despite the fact that we have you know, 55% of the tickets on the over. Uh, the cash percentage actually, actually leans the other way towards the under. So maybe that's what's driving a little bit of this market movement down. But I am kind of looking at, uh, you know, that 61 and a half point total as probably the one viable play in this matchup. Uh, both defenses basically in the back half of the MAC, according to our opponent adjusted grades. Offenses aren't necessarily getting it done either. I think Northern Illinois is right around 10th out of 12 teams in the MAC in our offensive ranking. Ball State sits closer to the league average at fifth overall. Um, so I don't know. I would kind of lean towards probably a lower scoring game. Of course, the two games that we've had on Tuesday night haven't necessarily fit into uh, that billing, but we have had a lot of unders in these MAC games to start the season. And, you know, for the most part, that's been the correct side so i do think leaning here on wednesday night is probably the correct approach are you leaning towards this under do you think you can stomach you know sweating out some more maction under action at this point in time or is buffalo uh kind of moved you away from backing it again for the second day in a row yeah i mean i i think i can get it on the under uh, ball state last week uh pulled away a little bit from eastern michigan eastern michigan covered which was one of our picks would have been nice to get the money line there but they they sort of pitter patter their way through that game um, but you know, when I'm looking at this under, I really want to look at the other side, which is Northern Illinois. Um, you know, they are not a team that is necessarily all that prolific offensively. And if they can keep away from turning the football over, which was really their Achilles' heel 
in a game that we had the under in Buffalo that went over with a lot of defensive touchdowns, um, then, you know, that, that to me, I think, is the recipe. Your 61.5 is a lot for a matching game, especially right. one, you know, played this time of year. So give me the under here uh, as, a, as a strong play. Let's go to a team that got us to the window last week despite everything. Um, you know, to, you know, being behind by multiple scores in the in the last, you know, missing a few, missing an extra point, uh, needing an onside kick. Western Michigan, the Broncos go on the road to face Central Michigan. Um, Western Michigan is one point favorite. Uh, total on this game, fifty nine and a half. What say you, Ben? Uh, so we got Western Michigan as one point favorites. That's what you're seeing at this point in time. Um, I think that's basically moved. I think initially we had Central Michigan as minus two. Western Michigan's basically cut three points of line movement, making you know them road favorites at this point in time. I don't know. These teams basically sit at two and three in our ELO rankings in the MAC. Um, I think it's going to be a quality game, but I do think that the market lean um, towards Western Michigan at this point in time might be a little bit overstated. I don't know. I'm not really seeing too much value on the spread. I do think the money line, Western Michigan offers a little bit of value at minus 110 if that's still available. If that number, you know, continues to move in their direction, I think that value could probably dry up quickly. But I don't know. This is another spot where I'm probably targeting some unders. So maybe I, instead of, you know, backing, you know, two separate unders, maybe we can get a parlay play in or something like that on both unders coming up here on Wednesday night. But I'm not uh, feeling that great about the spread after the movement. I think we probably missed uh, the better part of the number four in Western Michigan. So I'm not really interested in buying into them at this inflated price. So Right. So know, this is one where I think our tool maybe, you know, maybe our odds provider is, is a little drunk here, right? Because there's no way uh, a book would offer minus one at minus 110, but also the money line at minus 110 because you know one point is certainly worth right. more right we have western michigan currently with a 52.8 percent chance to win the game which would obviously be worth a play on a 110 money line um but only a 50 percent chance of going or of winning by you know uh more one. than one um which again so that that concentrates a couple pro percentage points on one in a game that's lined one you know just based upon historical numbers so that one, it probably sh ends up shaking out and making sense towards the end here. I mean, I do think Western Michigan is the side. I do think after uh, a rough go of it the other day that they, they sort of figure it out a little bit. Um, but again, I, I again, all these games, I think the under is the play here. Uh, yeah, 59 and a half. Uh, I probably, you know, I, I would, I would go the under here just based upon, you know, even though both offenses, you know, are okay both defenses are in the top five in the max so go ahead yeah. and, and i mean central central michigan has the number one ranked defense according yeah. to our you know opponent just a grade so i don't know the number has moved down from 62 down to 59 and a half uh despite the fact that we're seeing right around 78 percent of the cash and ticket percentages both on the over so i do think that that indicates probably a movement that wasn't necessarily related to the action that's come into the market so from that perspective um i don't mind still buying into this corrected line at under 59 and a half so i do think that's the correct play as well here for Wednesday. Okay, lastly from action, our East. I'm going to call them our Eastern Michigan Eagles, and they're the only team that are green that are the Eagles that are winning games against the number right now. They're 0-2 <laughs> uh, uh, on the on the scoreboard, but they're 2-0 not only against the spread but in our hearts. In uh, our hearts, they are six and a half point underdogs at home to Toledo. Toledo obviously was the one bitten by Western Michigan last week. They had an impressive win in week one of action, even though that game went under, that was the only play we had. Here, we have a little bit of a lean on Eastern Michigan. 
I, I think the plus 200 is probably the play as this thing has crossed the key number of seven. I don't think it even ever got, well, it's seven on the open here. So look, I think Eastern Michigan, they have some spunk. Their offense is third mm -hmm. in our rankings uh, in the uh, in the MAC. The only concerning part is that you know their their quarterback's passer rating when pressured uh, is 15 point higher than when clean. Um, that's the opposite actually for Toledo. Those things tend to regress. But there is a 6.4 big time throw percentage on the side of Eastern Michigan. They're positive EPA and pass, positive EPA and run. Like they're a team that I don't necessarily know if they should be underdogs. Um, you know, on at home by this much again. Yep. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I do think the market actually agrees with us at this point too. It did open at seven and a half, cross the key number seven, like you said. But I don't know. I like Preston Hutchinson, his quarterback, Eastern Michigan. Their offense, third overall in our opponent adjusted grades. Obviously, would they have some questions on defense? But I do think that they're going to be able to keep pace with Toledo. Um, and unfortunately, you probably missed out on the best number on the spread. But I do think, you know, once again, going back to the well on Eastern Michigan's money line uh, definitely offers some value and could be a spot where if you're not too comfortable with it, I do think that they will have a lead um, at certain points throughout this game. So if you kind of want to hedge or hit a middle after getting on that Eastern Michigan uh, money line, I definitely think that that op opportunity will open up to you here on Wednesday night. No House Advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the NBA, MLB, NFL, and PGA for cash prizes. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests without having to make a deposit. Play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. I, every time you say on Wednesday night, I just get happy because we weren't even going to have football on any night this year. And now we're getting three games on a Wednesday. Some of them Wednesday offer, night football. Some of them offer value. Um, let's talk then about, while well, there's, you know, there's six more games left on the slate before Saturday. You, of course, have, um, you know, the best daily betting podcast Saturday morning. It's my favorite. Uh, you go through all the games. You go through DFS options. You go through derivatives, which have crushed this year. Um let, let's 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 look at a couple games that I think are going to be interesting. Let's go with Tulane, the Green Wave, Roll Wave, uh, Brad Spielberger's alma mater. They're going to go on the road and face Tulsa. Tulsa's six and a half point favorites here at home. Total on the game, 53 and a half. Ben, explain to me, now we had the under in the Tulsa game and they were playing SMU. SMU got out to a huge lead last week. Tulsa came back and I believe won the game. Game stays under even. Um... I, I mean, I get that, but like six and a half point favorites against Tulane. Tulane's Tulane's a pretty like a pretty crafty team here. Yeah, I definitely like Michael Pratt a little bit more than I like Zach Thomas at this point. Our PFF grades definitely agree with that sentiment. Uh, you know, 
Tulane's looking at basically 0.07 EPA. Tulsa's kind of flipped basically negative 0.07 EPA. Uh, they kind of do similar things as far as an average depth of target, but I do kind of lean towards Michael Pratt. I do think he has um, a little bit better of a big time throw percentage, lower turnover worthy rate percentage. So um, from that perspective, I do think you're getting the better quarterback with the points. So six and a half, definitely viable. Again, this is another spot where we kind of cross that key number seven, um, sitting just below it. So maybe a play on the money line if you can stomach, you know, backing trying to get that plus money bet in i do think that uh the plus 200 number on that money line price for tulane is probably uh the best option for any betting opportunities in this game yeah uh th yeah this game i think will be a lot of fun a game that's not going to be any fun and one that i don't really want to talk about very much is utah state going to wyoming we've been on both sides of wyoming's games right. and, and including unders in that game too they they've come through pretty well for us this year Utah State, Jason Shelley is gone. He's left. He wasn't good to begin with. I That's too much uncertainty. I They looked horrible against UNLV after, like, a kickoff return early in the game. I, I kind of want to avoid this game at all costs. A game, though, that I want to talk about because your Golden Gophers, Ben, Friday night, 7.30, three-point underdogs yet again at home. Uh, total on this game, 62. They're facing Purdue. Purdue we had last week on the money line did not come through. It was kind of garbage. What do you think about this game? I mean, I don't think I can personally stomach back in the <laughs> Gophers for a third straight time. Uh, we obviously have known how that has played out so far in 2020 for us. Uh, you know, obviously their offense is very much capable of scoring against basically anybody in the conference, I would say, except outside of maybe Ohio State. Third overall in our opponent just grades, but um, from a defensive perspective, um, from what P.J. Flex kind of bringing to the table for the Gophers at this point in time, Tanner Morgan's basically been um, somewhere along the lines of borderline to atrocious at this point. I am surprised that his accuracy percentage is still at 73% because he doesn't really look, um, you know, when you're actually watching the games to be performing at any sort of high level. Um, you know, I think basically the offense being carried by Rashad Bateman, who is a playmaker, but uh, he's just not getting enough of the opportunities basically to make the Gophers um, relevant at this point in time, and they're just not looking like a very good football team, especially on defense. So from that perspective, I'm glad that Green Line doesn't have yes. uh, the Gophers or backing them again because I don't think I could actually stumble. What, what number would you need to take Minnesota here? Plus three and a half, I mean, plus four? Yeah, I mean, three, I guess, yeah. I'd probably be jumping in at three and a half, unfortunately, which, you know, we have both the cash and ticket percentages uh, heavily skewed towards Purdue. Obviously, the line movement uh, started off as a pick em to start the week, moved all the way in Purdue's uh, direction. So maybe we add the hook here at three and a half. I'm not too sure, but of course, I'll probably be entering it in <laughs> Friday, pouring myself a stiff drink and having to watch the Gophers again here on another Friday night game and uh, probably not enjoy myself too much after that point. I so. have to say, being a, Min a Minnesotan, much like you, Ben, but being very misanthropic about the teams, <laughs> the Gophers are just pure so much They're just pure gold, aren't they? Right, um, right. Okay. The last one that I want to talk about because, you know, the rest of the games, there's not a ton of value. They don't seem all that fun. Um, plus, this is a short podcast. UMass, 1-0 in games that we've seen value on them. They they barely, two weeks ago, they, they barely covered against Marshall. They're getting 32.5 off of what I think is a buy, yes? I mean, I think so. I mean, they're just piecing together their schedule at this yeah, point. Yeah. So I don't really know what you can consider a buy. FAU. Or not for... 
Um, Minute Man. FAU. Let me look. Now. I want to know the last time that Massachusetts wasn't like a 30 point underdog. Because yeah. I feel like it's been probably, you know, a right. few years at this point. Unless they played UConn last year. I think and it was like the last week we had a little, a little taste of FIU on Friday. That did not work. Um, the the thing that I think is funny is that obviously FAU, Lane Kiffin, are we still talking Lane Kiffin here? No. No, so he's gone. That that to me is the biggest reason why I'll still bet I'll still bet Massachusetts here. If Lane Kiffin was coaching FAU, he would know what the spread is and he would cover it. Everybody else is sort of oblivious to these things, and I think UMass can keep it under four touchdowns and a field goal here. So that's the last one I want to talk about. Do you do you have any uh, you know anything you're looking forward to over the next few days? Um, I mean, there's a few decent games on Saturday, of course. One game that I'm probably locking in early in the week. I do kind of like Arizona plus 11.5 at Washington. I do think this is that this is the Pac-12 um, special after dark. I might have to double-check that. I think it... Uh, maybe it's not. I think we have a later Pac-12 game, unfortunately. So this is not the Pac-12 after dark matchup. That is Washington State at Stanford. Uh, this is still you know, somewhat later game. Um, I'm kind of buying into Arizona State. This number is basically held at 11.5 since the start of the week. Um, don't really have too much information as far as like the betting market at this point in time, but I think if you're getting this number, you know, anywhere down to basically 10.5, I do think that uh, the Wildcats are definitely going to show some value. Um, Grant Gunnell, I would say, is, you know, basically right on par with Dylan Morris at this point in time for the quarterbacks from both teams. Um, Washington had, you know, one decent performance from an EPA perspective, so they are actually positive on passing out situations from an EPA standpoint. Uh, Grant Gunnell hasn't necessarily had a high average depth of target or anything like that, but he has gotten decent production from his receivers after the catch. Um, so I think that they will potentially be able to move the ball just a little bit better against this number one ranked Washington offense than what the betting market currently projects. So I'm taking the 11 and a half points. I'm not really buying into the Huskies early in the season. Um, of course, that could potentially come back to haunt me. But right now, uh, we have them just a little bit overvalued in the betting market. So that's one spot that I'm targeting on Saturday. Do you see anything that is popping up for you on Saturday? Oh, man. Okay. Rufus Peabody, my friend, we talked about this on the podcast today on the Pinnacle Podcast. He's like, I like betting against teams that have that have had embarrassing performances against teams that people can't get enough of. I'm going to do this here. Michigan State plus six at Maryland. Everybody hates Michigan State, and I think for good reason. And everybody loves Maryland, and I think for good reason. I don't think the Terrapins should be getting, or should be laying a touchdown against another Big Ten team. That's all I'll say. Right, right, yeah. I don't mind it on the money line. I think the line's, you know, minus six spread at this point. Getting up there, if we see some more movement, obviously the cash and ticket percentages are both heavily skewed towards the Terrapins. Um, so if we get some further line movement, I do think if you get that seven-point spread, obviously the Spartans are playable. On the money line, obviously it's not going to be a fun play, but it is potentially <laughs> right. a profitable play, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. All right. Well, that that concludes our Tuesday night, Wednesday morning edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Ben, terrific job as always. Uh, this one, this Kent State versus uh, Akron game is getting a little sweaty if you had some second half bets, but that's what that's what we're here for. That's what this is all about. Um, everybody, enjoy your week. Enjoy the football. Uh, and uh, again, uh, we'll we'll be back to talk to you on. Ben will be back to talk to you on Saturday morning. 
me and George Sunday morning. Take care, everybody.